This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Extra Time, which is actually our 125th podcast, because obviously it goes out on podcast. And I've got such a, a beautiful background tonight. I know last week um, I was sat over in Agadir in Morocco after missing the 6 0. Uh, drubbing against Brighton with a beautiful sunset and the sea lashing on the shores behind me. And, um, you know, I was due to be out there for like two weeks, but Wolves recalled me back after that <laughs> after that defeat because we needed to win. No, 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 obviously. We, we arrived back Friday morning. Um, our flight was delayed. Uh, got in seven o'clock and uh, got obviously back for the Villa game at West Midlands Derby and a fantastic 1-0 victory. Um, to become the kings of the Midlands. Um, we've crowned another success over Aston Vanilla. And, um, yeah, it was uh, making Molyneux once again our palace. Forgive all the uh, all the uh, the puns for, uh, obviously, Coronation uh, Weekend. But we do have, as, as always, some fantastic guests uh, lined up. We're going to be... Talking uh, about the uh, the game, and I know I got some criticism saying we're safe, but we're definitely safe now. Um, I was always confident on thirty seven points, but we are. It was we're now on forty points. I mean, if you'd have said at Christmas with three games to go, we'd have forty points and be safe, we'd be in dreamland, wouldn't we? Uh, we've got some fantastic guests, as I say, uh, coming up as well. They're going to be giving us their points. Uh, we're going to be doing the man of the match. We might actually have one this week. Uh, performance rating, highlight of the day, moment of the day, and any talking points. But we'll also be looking ahead um, to Man United and also be asking what, now we are definitely safe, what changes, what should happen next. I'm delighted uh, to bring onto the show to start us, first of all, the voice of reason, uh, Jack. How are you doing, mate? 
Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. A lot better than we were last week, aren't we? Absolutely. And we've got Young Hoops, <clears throat> who's uh, come on. And I see, yeah, uh, I see the Wolf um, has still not had has not had a chat. He is facing forward, but he's uh, insisted on the same outfit. Is that because of the, the look or something like that? It's. Do, do you know what I think, Dave? It's probably some of this Moroccan sunshine you've brought back because it's been that sort of day today, hasn't it? So we. He's, he's kind of kind of quite cool and collected in his shirts at the moment. But yes, fortunately, the signs are good. He's, he's facing forward and he's, um, I'm sure, in as good spirits as hopefully everybody is listening at the moment. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well, he's looking pretty cool. He's got a big beaming smile on his face. <laughs> um, you know, he's happy to be here today, that's for sure. And of course, last but no means least, I'm surprised he's actually not at the coronation concert with uh, King Charles and Queen Camilla. That is the man, the myth, the legend, Lord Jason Guy. Hello, my friend. I'm really glad that you could drop out from the uh, from the concert to join us tonight, my friend. Well, I had a party down the road in Treasel, so I took Jonas down. Olivia, I said to you guys in the green room, Olivia's away uh, on <clears throat> intensive therapy in Poland for two weeks. So I've got my boys, so we went down the road. I've had a few beers, but I promised to behave, Dave. Hey, mate, I like it. When you went out, I had a few beers. Just whilst I'm on, as, as you say, Olivia's, um, uh, you've got two two uh, young kids. Uh, I know that um, your lad's been uh, kicking the ball around with you and stuff like that. But yeah. young Olivia, um, you do a lot of fundraising. Um, you want to tell people about the charity, but she's away uh, with her mom in Poland at the moment getting some specialist treatment. Yes, she is. So she goes for a lot of intensive therapy, not only uh, in the UK. So we go to a, a place in, Foot, uh, in Oxford called Footsteps and a lot of their uh, more specialist therapists are from Poland. So it actually works out slightly cheaper to take to Poland. That's not the reason we've sent her there. We just want to give her the best chance that we can. It's important to us that, that you know, we, we, we give her, uh, we make her the best version of her. So she's in Poland and need two weeks intensive therapy starts at 7 30 in the morning they've got lots planned for it. it's not just um hopefully giving her the ability to walk thank you carl but it's also um speech therapy there's just so much so she's there for two weeks so i've got the boy um so he's been uh, i've been running around with him today he's been playing football in the garden and i'm absolutely knackered dave so i've come on here for a for a rest <laughs> well hoops i also want to just talk uh, to you a little bit before we get stuck into the uh into the football because I think is it your daughter that's uh, been doing some fundraising today as well. Yeah, so yeah, been a busy day as well for myself and and as as Jason says, really, you know, I've also got two young girls and my eldest. Um, when she was one, we we faced some challenges when um, she was diagnosed with a, a heart condition, which is called tetriology of fallow. Um, so it's a sort of a complicated heart defect. And uh, just post sort of a, her first birthday, she had open heart surgery, spent some time in intensive care and has made an amazing recovery. So she's still under consultation. But I thought it was really poignant today because I've done some fundraising for them in the past because of my daughter that she's now six and she's doing well. She's very active. You know, people who follow me see all the walks that she goes on with me. And we had the chance for her to do a, a mini run herself. So. I went along with her today and ran um, one and a half kilometres. And that was our kind of our way of, of saying thank you, really. So 
you know, she's she's doing well, but we know that we're lucky because perhaps there are others that aren't doing as well. And ultimately, we're, we're going to need, as we have done, you know, that consultation ongoing all through to her, her adult life. So, you know, being there today, seeing the crowd, their stories, you know, but I think just for me, from the point where, I don't want to get too emotional here, where we got the diagnosis, and kind of not knowing, you know, what the future would be ultimately because it was so real new to us. To sort of see her doing a run now and, and doing so well shows that, you know, sometimes you get challenges, but you you can overcome them. Um, so it was a massive day for, for us today, family. So anybody who has sponsored, then um, then thank you because from someone who's been there and continues to, 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 to use the hospital, and the amazing work that they do, um, it, it goes such such a long way. So uh, there'll be many people, perhaps on this call or listed, who know people that um, have needed uh, or will need Birmingham Children's Hospital, and they are fabulous. So it, it meant a lot for us today to say a little thank you, really, for from us. To... Mate, I think that's uh, wonderful. I mean, you've got Jason there, who's um, obviously um, a new fairly new dad as well with two young kids as well and like you you've seen your daughter that's um i know we we're here to talk about football but some things are, are so much more important in Absolutely. life family and stuff like that and see your daughter doing that today after what she's come through and i know that it'll probably be a dream of Jason's to sit just to see olivia walking and doing something like that when it mate oh listen absolutely and you're right dave that, that yes we are here to talk about football but Listen, we've all got different stories. I'm quite vocal on social media about mine, but there's so many people who've got so many different stories. And I think it's so important, not only that we share them, but we all come together and embrace them as well because we're all different and my daughter's different and et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? It's uh, and, and thank you for giving us the platform to do it, Dave, more importantly. No, um, I mean, um, as well, Hoops, Keith's there, who's um, it will be probably coming on the show a little bit later. Um, Sutty, as many of you know, he wants, uh, was going to come on to how can people donate uh, to that link? Uh, if you could tell everyone and maybe write it in the comments as well, if anyone feels that they want to make a donation. Uh, she did it today. Um, obviously, I've seen the videos and stuff. I, I shared it off my Twitter, didn't I, as well for you? Yeah, that, that might be a good place to start. And if you follow Dave on, on Twitter, you, you I think you've quoted a, a, a tweet today, which has the link. The, the full address on, on Just Giving is justgiving.com uh, forward slash fundraising forward slash uh, foreign, uh, Florence Rose 6. Um, so that's that's the full address. But uh, there might be people listening who can and pop that in the, the comments or I, I can do that retrospectively. Um, but if you follow me on Twitter as well, uh, ryehoops83, but um, if, if yourself, Dave, or the the channel posts it out, then then that's great. We were up to about eleven hundred pounds. Bless her, she. I said to her, "How much do you want to raise?" And she said, hundred and fifty quid." You know, yeah. she was. It wasn't, and and now we're at a, sort of eleven hundred, and um, it's it's just in, it's just incredible. And thank you, so that that means a lot. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's it's been an emotional day, but I welcome you you talking about it because hopefully, if someone sees my kid doing what she's doing now it might just inspire other people to say, well, things can change, you know, and, um, you know. 
Mate, that, exactly. I mean, the, the one thing is like, obviously, we talk about Wolves. And we're going to get, we are going to get stuck into the, to the football and stuff like that. But you know, I do like to use the channel to sort of highlight good causes and things like that as well, which are really, really important because the Wolves community is such a fantastic place, and they always, you know, get behind you know the different elements of fundraising. And you know, just seeing like your daughter doing that today is amazing. I know all about, obviously, you know, Jason. I've I'm a massive admirer of Jason for what he does, uh, for Thank you. You know, what he raises, what he's been through in his life and the things that he does. You know, it's quite emotional and, like, he keeps on going with the fundraising, which is just incredible. And, of course, Manny as well with the, does a lot of fundraising for Dementia UK. And as you may, I, might, I don't know, I've not probably put it out on Twitter yet, but I will do it at some point. My mum's just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, which is a form of dementia. So it's... All of these things go to helping people. You never know when you're going to need that help yourself. Jack, do you want to just come on in on, on both of those just before we get cracking with the football? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, what Jason and Manny and Hoops do is fantastic. You know, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about football. It's quite tribal, isn't it? But actually, we're all one big family, aren't we? You know, and, and you, you never quite know what people are going through behind closed doors and it's great that guys can be open about it and you know just working in, in education and working in schools I see you know kids coming through with all kinds of difficulties and, and needs and they're all fantastic and their attitude is spot on and you know there's no barrier to what you can achieve I really think you know with the right attitude and the right support in place there's no barrier for for Olivia and for Hoopsie Daughter to achieve whatever they want to do you know so let you know let's keep the fundraising going and see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. And just one final thing as well. Andrew Knight puts this up on the uh, the screen. R.I.P. Vicky. That's in reference wow. um, yeah. uh, to Vicky Wright. Vicky Wright, you know, she mess. She did message me um, a, quite a while ago about the pancreatic uh, thing, and because um, we'd had her on the channel two or three times promoting the Billy's Boot Room, and I had quite a few chats with her on the phone and messages and stuff like that and uh, a lot of us went to um didn't we we went to the prince of wales in cannock yeah. to see um the story of, of her father billy wright's life and she was so so proud of her dad and her family and stuff like that and it was a wonderful evening and she was just so full of life and every time he speak spoke about spoke to vicky wright she was always larger than life so happy so nice so kind and I, I don't know what age she was but she's not a massive age and um it's so probably it's so sad that she's been taken with, with the same illness I, I believe as a as a, the legend billy wright so um just before we um we do get on to the um to the football um and you know i think you know just want to from from our channel just pay our respects to vicky um, God bless her and um, our thoughts and prayers are with her family and friends at this sad time and I know the whole of the Wolves community had a lot of love for her so it's uh, it's a sad loss for all of us right then let's get stuck into the football um, do you, who wants to kick us off first do you want to go first Jack the voice okay. of reason Dave, Jason do you want to go I, I was just going to jump in on, on the Vicky Wright thing Dave I was with you when uh, we went to the Prince of Wales Theatre in Cannock, I'd also seen the, the performance that she put on in um, at, at Molyneux. And you know what? It is a sad loss because Vicky was such a, a really lovely person. I was fortunate to have her on the podcast twice. 
I had her in uh, towels from the tape as well. And she was so, so proud of her dad and how she kept his legacy alive was, was incredible. So rest in peace. So, so sad. Such a young age. Um, but such a such a such a beautiful, beautiful lady, um, inside and out. So to the game. Um listen, I went I, I didn't go yesterday because I was looking after my lad, right? So I'll I'll give my ticket, sold it for charity. So I got rid of my ticket and um I, I did watch it on a stream. I didn't know what to expect, Dave, on the basis that Listen, I went to Brighton last week and that was an absolute nightmare from start to finish. We didn't do anything right at all. So we're going into this, we've got to think, hang on, we're playing against arguably, possibly a better team than Brighton, maybe. But it's a derby. So there's, there's, you know, there's a bit of fire in it. So I was a little bit concerned. And listen, I, it wasn't a faultless performance by any stretch. But to come away with that winning 1-0, we, we've got to be so happy. It could have been a real banana skin on the basis that last week it was an absolute nightmare. Confidence is low. I, I put out on Twitter in the week, give give you know, give Dan Bentley a game. In, in hindsight, listen, Saar has done a great job. Yes, last week we was all upset. You know, he, he let six in. Two or three of them were his fault, clearly. But listen, yesterday, well, you know, the clean sheets. I mean, what a great stat that's out there at the minute. You know, 10 clean sheets at home. Um, the, the, the header as well, Gomez, really, really powerful header. Once again, Gomez is a player that's playing at left back. He's not a left back. He's got his doubters online. There's a lot of people. He's not a footballer. He's not this. He's not that. He gets a lot of grief. What a powerful, strong lad he is. And you know what? More than anything, he's got a heart. Uh, and what a goal that was, by the way. And they always look great when they're going in off the bar. Um, so for me, it, it was a, it was a. You can't call it a great performance, but I think against an Aston Villa side who are high on confidence, they've had a fantastic season. To get a win 1-0 like that in a derby, we're going to take all day. Absolutely. And, you, you know, you talk about, um, we talk about Jose Sar. I talked about it after my uh, on my reaction. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. Because um, I know he's had a little bit of stick, um, Jose Sar. Um He's not necessarily the best footballer um, keeper, but we've seen like the likes of Alisson. I think De Gea's made a mistake tonight uh, for giving West Ham the league. From what I'm hearing as well, keepers when they make a mistake, they're always going to get. They're always going to be. They make a mistake, it results in a goal a lot of the time. But it wasn't just Saar last week, was it? It was the whole team with, you know, fell apart. When, you, when you've got the midfield, the, the attack, and the defence falling apart, the keepers going to struggle to keep clean sheets. But he's a great shot stopper. And, you know, at 1-0 through a crowded penalty area, um, I'm not sure who hit the shot from Villa. It was going into the into the right, yep. into the corner. It's a fantastic, in my opinion, world-class save that Jose mm. Sar made to get his fingertips on that and touch it round the post. I mean, that, that was a game-winning... Save he did that, and he he pulls these saves off. It's just some of the distribution things where he gets found out. Yeah, I mean keepers are different nowadays. So years ago, it was all about obviously shot stopping. You know that was all coming out for crosses, and it's a different game now. There's not as many, certainly not as many crosses in the box um, as there used to be. But keepers now need to be more handy with their feet. They need to be sort of playing from the back. Um, and yes, he has been a bit. Uh, <laughs> You know, we can get frustrated with them at times, but I think we get frustrated with the whole defence of Brighton last week. 
as I said, I was quite vocal on it. That was the wrong time to do it on the basis. We're four five nil down. We're low on confidence. Um, and but but yesterday, listen, th that's how they earn the money. Shot stopping. He's kept another clean sheet. Um, yeah, I was critical of him last week, but then listen, it's the response. It's it's, it's you know we lost six 0 last week. Then the response we win in a derby. We've got Saar who played very very well, and I think all the players. There, there wasn't one player yesterday who, who you, you thought. It wasn't a faultless performance, as I said, but there was was everybody performed, and we was definitely worthy of the three points. Absolutely, and let's make no mistake: Aston Villa under Unai Emery are one of the form teams of the second half of the season. Up until last week, when they lost to United, they hadn't failed to score in something like ten or twelve consecutive games. They were ten games unbeaten. Um, they're full of confidence. You know, you could see from watching them yesterday, they're a very, very good yeah. side. They're a very good football inside. And we had to work very hard at times to uh, to close them down. What I quite enjoyed, and I'm, I'm going to come to Jack next, is the, the energy levels that we seem to have, the way we were trying to close them down, to cause mistakes. And uh, we, we did a little bit of the dark arts as well. We've been talking about set pieces Um for, for a long time that we've not been getting anything from set pieces and that I was absolutely delighted like you Jason for Totti Gomez like you say he's strong he's got a heart he's athletic he gives 150% which is what you want and I felt so happy for him scoring that goal because you know it's brilliant but what was kind of cool in some ways was Dawson Dawson was hustling and bustling with their centre-backs and stuff like that and for me, I always, obviously, he was, you know, he was being pulled and stuff like that, and the referee had his eye on it. And I think he took the eye off the ball of the um, of the Villa defenders because of the argy-bargy going on with Dawson. For, and you've only got to, like, at this level, take a little bit of your eye off the ball. And Totti Gomez rises above. And it's a great header, underside of the ball and over. But I do think the stuff that was going on with Dawson did help us on that sort of point of view. Uh, Jack, I don't know what you thought. think on that. You're nodding. Yeah, I, I missed the goal because I was watching McGinn trying to wrestle Dawson to the floor, and I was screaming. So even, even penalty, penalty, penalty. Crowd, I didn't I, even I, see the ball go in. No, because I was I was watching because it happened before, didn't it? And he stopped the yeah. corner coming in the ref, and he kind of went, "No more of that nonsense, you two, and whatever." And I was kept my eye on it. I thought we're going to get a penalty here because he's, he's blatantly not even looking at the ball. He's just trying to wrestle Dawson. So I was watching that. I saw the ball sail over them two, and McGinn pulled him over. I'm going penalty, penalty, and the bloke next to me goes, "Oh, he's gone in anyway. It's a goal." So, and I think you're dead right. I think their, their defenders are the same. They were kind of watching that nonsense. If you look at, at Tyrone Mings, I mean, he's absolutely nowhere, is he? I mean, uh, just to make a quick point on him, you think the stick that Harry Maguire gets on social media stuff, and he's twice the player of Tyrone Mings, isn't he? You know, he's hmm. an awful Tyrone Mings. But, you know, I mean, just on, on the game in general, I, th I think Jason's right. You know, you could pick little holes here and there with, with some of the things we did, but... I think tactically, I think Lopetegui got it spot on because if you watch how Villa play, they almost play with three number tens. There's no width at all. They don't. They haven't got a winger who kind of gets to the byline and, and whips across him. They kind of come inside all the time. And what we did, we just said, right, you can have as much possession as you want. I think they had 60, 65%. But as soon as your number tens get the ball on the edge of our box, we're going to squeeze you. We're going to press and we're going to squeeze and we're going to block and we're going to tackle and we're going to snap and we're going to bite at your heels. And that's what we did all game. And I think that kind of really made a massive difference in terms of stopping them. I mean, you mentioned the the SAR save, but apart from that, they never really had a moment where you thought, 
they should have scored there. Because I think well, the, the one with... Yeah, what about that free kick, though, right towards the end? I mean, that, I've, I've got to say, that was a clever free kick. Um, and he put obviously he puts it out of the box because it took everyone, but it was just a little dink over the top. It was a, obviously a move, and they did a couple of Villa did a couple of these training ground free moves, didn't they? That that one where he they, they passed it, passed it across, and he, he hit it. I think Sar had it covered, and it went past the post. I mean, that's the sort of thing that they've been working on. It's the sort of thing we need to be doing a bit more of as well. I think. Yeah, like they've got a, a permanent set piece coach, haven't they, within their coaching setup? Which you know, again, something we could perhaps be looking at. I don't know whether. Lopetegui, because I mean, under Bruno Large, Tony Roberts did all the set pieces, didn't he? I don't know whether that's still the case or whether someone else has taken over. We don't know. So, yeah, I mean, set pieces now are, are a massive part of the game, aren't they? You know, these these Premier League games now, you watch a lot of them. There's fine margins in it all the time. You know, a set piece here and there. Or, you know, if you're good at set pieces like Brentford are, that gets you 15 points a season, you know, in terms of attacking and defending. And, then, you know, without set pieces, Brentford would probably be sort of where Leicester are and Forest and those kind of teams, aren't they? So set pieces are absolutely massive. I thought we defended them pretty well yesterday. Attacked them, like we said, pretty good. I mean, since Neves has started taking the corners, we've looked a lot more threatening from from corners, haven't we? He's been hiding for the last five years on the edge of the box, hasn't he? I think, you know, yeah. you know, unearthed a bit of a talent there, maybe a couple of years too late. But um, no, I mean, going back to, to kind of what we were saying, I think the clean sheets is everything, isn't it? That's why, you know, Lopetegui takes them out for a chicken dinner or whatever it is whenever we get a, a, a clean sheet, you know, because he, he, he knows, doesn't he, that that's, you know, if you keep a clean sheet, the very, very least you're going to get is a nil-nil draw. And, 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 you know, and at this point in the season where we don't need performances, we need points. Nil-nil draws are absolutely everything, aren't they? And clean sheets and, and points everywhere. So, uh, again, you know, really solid performance, wasn't a vintage game, you know. I've, I've seen some stuff online from Villa. Oh, we were the better team. We, you know, we should have done this. To... There wasn't a lot in the game, really. If we've been, it was a bit like the Crystal Palace game the other week, wasn't it? Could have gone either way. They probably feel a little bit on, you know, unjust. I mean, some the, of the, the, the stats they had more possession, more shots, and more shots on goal, and we won the game. But how many times early season has that been the other way around, and we've lost the game <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day? You know, yeah. we 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 took our chances. Um, just to remind everyone that there is a secret word tonight. Um, so see whether you can actually spot all of us saying the secret word at the end. And I do want to say a big thank you, as always, to Warfly for powering extra time. Don't forget to get your life insurance quote or your mortgage quotes uh, from them. If you want to message always Wolves, uh, hit the link in the description or drop me a message and I'll put you in touch with them, a local Bilston company. Um, you've heard what Jason's had to say and Jack Hoops. Now you and um, and obviously your mate, who's um, seems to be getting ever bigger in the screen, and it's like he he, he really <laughs> is wanting to be part of the show today. What what if what what's your take on uh, what's your take on what Jason and uh, Jacks had to say? Yeah, um, just just to really echo the the double J's, really. Um, I mean, as as we've sort of alluded to, you know, Villa are a bloody good side, and you know, begrudgingly and. Delighted because I, I, when I came to the ground, I, I, I timed my, my walk coinciding with the Villa fans coming in and lots of mind the gap and all this sort of stuff. So it was absolutely tough that we seemed to be their bogey side, really, which which is which is great. Um, but in, in context of the game, yeah, I mean, you look at the possession, I think we had like 38% possession. Um, but then, you know, let, let's go back to when we were successful with Nuno. We weren't particularly a possession side then. We were quite happy being counter-attack because of the players that we've got. And and also to, to the earlier point, because we do look more um, 
of a threat on on, on set pieces. You know, um, Matinho will be leaving this summer, and he's graced us with a lot, but not particularly great corners, if I'm honest. So, to Jack's earlier point, really, you know, um, you know, with with, with Dawson in, in there, and I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. I saw Keith Hackett, the former ref, say. Maybe there should have been a penalty before the goal. But anyway, that's an aside. We got the goal, which was the most important. And, uh, you know, overarching is, is, is again, the, the three points and the clean sheet. So there, if we look at the games this season where we've won it at home, there may have been slightly better performance than the one we saw. But I think the opposition is, is, is still very good. But as you, as you said, Dave, I think, you know, they're one of the top ties if you look at 2023 in, in Europe. You know, you look at the spine of their side, they've got a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, McGinn, I think, is a very, very good footballer. Always looks dangerous. Ben Diaz is a very tricky player. And, and we've got Ollie Watkins as well. And what we could do with an Ollie Watkins, if I'm honest, you know, someone who works the line so much and has, has been scoring goals. So they were always going to be a threat. Um, but it was as I think Jason said, it was all about reaction, wasn't it? You know, and, and I think we we got that. Um, and there were some fantastic performances across the line. We'll, we'll perhaps do that when we do the, the match summary. But overall, a fantastic win. Yes, ultimately, we were safe, but we didn't, didn't want it to linger over anymore. And where we're at now is, is a very good position. And we'll come on to how we perhaps want to see things from a fan perspective on the last remaining games. But it was just... A great afternoon, wasn't it? Really, so great to get. I wouldn't say the bragging rights because ultimately they're still whatever fifteen points ahead of us or whatever it is. But you know, it's always good to get one over on them and uh, see some good signs going into to, to the summer. I'll tell you what, you are right. Obviously, um, and we've got to get as I say, we've got to give Villa a lot of credit because they they are a very good side, and you can see that the way they they continue to try and play, and um, you know. They played good football. They had more possession stuff. But I thought we, they ne- aside from a couple of chances, like you say, they never really threatened. We had a couple of really good clear chances as well. Costa coming in. Uh, we had a shot from Kuna that just went over the bar as well. I thought Neto looked dangerous and started to look. Um, you know, he's going to be a big player for us next year as well. We're going to, and we are going to come and talk a little bit about all of that um, in a little bit. Um, you know, I, I don't want you to be like you know, bloody chickens and not be honest with what you're going to say about um, who's got to go and who's going to, who's going to stay and stuff like that. Because we talked about it a little bit last week. So you should have made your lists for this week if you've done your own work. Uh, Jason. Um, but before we get on to that, let's talk about our... Uh, <laughs> before we get on to that, let's talk about um, Jason, first of all, man of the match, performance rating and highlight of the day for you. Uh, so I'll go man of the match for me. It was his 33rd birthday yesterday, uh, Craig Dawson. Um, you go on social media and listen to Wolves fans, uh, all the superlatives they can use about him. He's been fantastic and quite an unlikely signing, really, because we are used to, you know, some of our best signings this season, especially, haven't cost much money. And Craig Dawson is, is, is one of them and testament to that. Great player. Great birthday gift for him yesterday. I thought he did really well on the corner. So, once again, going back to that point, it is quite frustrating about Matinho taking corners. Yes, it's great that he waves at us. But equally, when he plays it short or plays the corner and he can't beat the first man, he's so frustrating. With Neves, 
You know, it's going to get to its intended destination. Dawson's work off the ball yesterday as an attacking threat was incredible. So, yes, we know he scores goals from corners. Obviously, he scored on his debut. Yet, McGinn was transfixed on stopping Craig Dawson from scoring. So, his mantra has been, right, Dawson's going to come on corners. John McGinn, you stop him. And he's left Tossy free. And Tossy's great header. And listen, let's be, let's be honest. Would, would Craig Dawson have put an header in like that? Probably not. They've left Totti completely unmarked to a degree. Bang, what a great finish. But for me, Craig Dawson has had an incredible season. One of the most unlikeliest of signings. But it's not just the Wolves fans on, on social media. It's all the other teams as well that say how good Craig Dawson is. So for me, he's man of the match. Performance rating, bit of a difficult one, really. You know, as we said, it wasn't a, a fantastic performance by any stretch. But... The response we've got from losing 6-0 last week to winning 1-0 this week in a derby, I'm going to give them an 8 out of 10. The moment of the match for me, you've probably seen it. I've been a bit of a critic of this player on the basis that I worry about his injury record. I worry that we're never going to see the very, very best of him. But Pedro Neto, he, you've seen it now. So, um, the way he was closing down the players, the way he was... So I think there was four or five passes and he chased player to player to player to player to player. And in the end, their, their back line made a mistake. It went out of play and he actually cheered. And you know what? Five, six years ago, that playing football wouldn't be celebrated. He just wouldn't. But the way Pedro Neto did it, he just was so eager. And he was so... And you know what? For me yesterday, that was a fantastic moment. And it's the small wins like that. And it's 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 Neto like that chasing those players down. It just shows he's got the energy, the drive, and these are the players we need in the team. So that was my moment of the match yesterday. Absolutely well summed up, um, Jack. Yeah, uh, man of the match for me. I'm gonna go Super Mario Lamina. I mean, I think again he sort of set the tone for for everything that was good about our defensive work. He, he was sharp. He was snappy at the heels. He was he was everywhere. You know, whenever the, you thought, oh, they've got two on one here. He was quickly across to kind of snuff it out. Whenever there was a ball loose in, in and around our box, he was the one that got the block in or made the interception. I think when you've got a player like that, it's almost like you've got two players on the pitch with the same shirt on because he's, he's absolutely everywhere. Tireless energy. So, so fantastic again. And, and like what Jason's just said, a player that went under the radar, I think, in January in terms of, sort of the outside football world. You know, it, it'd been a bit of a... You know, a loose cannon at Southampton and Fulham, hadn't he? You know, there's a lot of stuff about his character there and, and people were saying, not sure, quite sure, but he's been phenomenal, hasn't he? And he's been a massive reason why we've got 30 points from the 20 games under under Lopetegui. Uh, highlight of the day, I'm going to go similar to Jason again. Uh, Craig Dawson holding the ball in the corner. I know you were going to say that, Matt. That was brilliant, yeah. that one. Yeah, I mean, again, just exactly what we were saying, that game management, that being smart, taking the sting out of the game. I mean, I think, just to make, a real, again, a quick point, I thought the best person in terms of taking the sting out of the game was the referee. I mean, there was, oh. there was a foul every 30 seconds and, and actually it probably helped us more than them. Whistle if, we're, if we're being honest, yeah, because there's just no momentum in the game at all. Every time there was contact, foul, 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 foul. But that bit at the end where they could have perhaps mounted a bit, they could have thrown Mings and, and Konza up front if they wanted to and started back, which kept the ball up in that corner, didn't we, with Dawson and, and Wang Chan and... Again, you know, that, that nastiness, that nasty streak where, you know, if you've got three points in your hand, you don't let it go. And I think that was kind of the attitude again yesterday. And like we said last week, don't need a, don't need a refund. Don't need, you know, stuff in the, in the paper and on Instagram. Put your performance on Saturday. That's your apology. I'll tell you what, apology accepted. 
because that was brilliant <laughs> yesterday. Um, and performance it, rating, yeah. again, I feel like I'm copying Jason. Eight out of ten. Solid. Well said, Jack. Hoops. Listen, Jack, if you're copying me, I'm good with that, mate. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I think for me, man of the match, um, I was tempted to, to, to actually copy Jack because I think Lamina was 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 very good. Um, but I, but I, I keep thinking back to Neves. You know, uh, we we talked about Neto and, and it's closing down. Sorry, the press. That's what it's called now, not closing oh, yeah, down. Yeah, it's what it's called yeah. Now. <laughs> not closing down. <laughs> no, um, you know, we we saw that evident at times. He was on his own doing it, but he he, he led from the front in the as, as as a leader Neves did, and I think. There's been criticism, perhaps fairly, on, of, of Neves, perhaps when Gomez came in and did so well. And, oh, we don't look as effective with Neves, you know. But I thought Neves was excellent yesterday. Neves, in terms of his delivery, set pieces, you know, um, it, you know, he's closing down. Um, you know, he never chickens away from a challenge, you know. It, I think all-round excellent performance as well. Um, and But there, it wasn't on his own. There were some good, solid performances. I think a mention for, for Nunes, Mateus, he had an awful game, as we all know, against Brighton. Um, and, and he stood up and he, and he was in the side and, and, you know, he was excellent again. Um, so, yeah, um, in summary, Neves, man of the match, um, moment of the match. I think that key save from, from Saar, really, at, at 1-0. Um, there's a lot of the game left, wasn't it? It was still quite relatively early. And if that would have gone in... And perhaps we may have seen a different game, and because Villa was starting to control things a little, so that was was a key moment. Um, and, and I'd say seven and a half. It was it was a, it was a good all round performance. The, the win and, and the result is ultimately the biggest thing. But yeah, if I'm being picky, probably seven and a half. Seven and a half. Well done. Well said. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, to finish off this segment of the show, um, I'm just going to, um, hopefully you've done your homework from last week and stuff like that. Um, who's, you know, looking ahead now, we've got three games to go. What should Lopetegui do? How should he approach it? Um, I'm of the view is I don't want to see any of this on the beach malarkey. I want to, I want the foot down, full throttle to the end of the season. I want momentum. You know, if he wants to trial a couple of players and to whatever, but we've got to be full throttle. I don't want to be, you know, oh, we're safe and we're on the beach malarkey. Um, but who's going to be leaving the club in the summer for you, uh, Jason? 
Why'd you ask me first when you know I haven't done my homework? Dave. Okay. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to copy Jack someone's Jack. homework. I want to go yeah. ask and copy Jack in hoops. And pretend oh, well, my idea. Go with Jack. Do you want me to go with Jack first? Yeah, so I can write it down. Okay, Jack, go on. He's done his own work. Yeah. Um, so Jason's just a guy next to you in the classroom. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think in terms of who's leaving, I think we're kind of pretty clear on that, aren't we? I, I think Adama, Moutinho won't sign new deals. I'm, 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 I'm on the fence with Diego Costa. I can see both sides of the argument. For me personally, I probably wouldn't because I think we do need to kind of get someone else. And, and you know, the wages that will be on and things, I don't think he'll play enough football to justify that. Um, I think, unfortunately, as much as we all love him, I think this is the time to kind of set Neto, uh, Neto Neves free and, and sort of let him spread his wings and go and play uh, wherever he wants to go. I know there's talk about Barcelona, but, yeah, wherever it's going to be. Uh, and then I think, for me, I think you're looking at people like, I think Pedence is at risk because, like we've said before, not consistent enough, really, for, for a Lopetegui team really he likes players that are, that are on it every week you know solid if not spectacular and I, I think Pedence falls well short of that I think Samedo for the same reason you know like we've said before you know good games bad games but you know you need someone who's, who's very solid week in week out to play full back in, in the Premier League and then the goalkeepers the other one isn't it I mean we said last week about Saar home and, and, and away I mean at home he's Gordon Banks and away he's Gordon Bennett isn't he so it, it's you know, <laughs> you know brilliant yeah. <laughs> Have you Don't, been working do, on that all week? I, I, I've written there it down. You are. See, I've done my homework. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I think Lopetegui wants someone who, who's reliable. You know, you saw last week against Brighton, they just pressed whoever he was kicking the ball to. And, you know, you can't have a weakness like that. So, in terms of what the squad will look like, I think we'll probably have a new number one goalkeeper, a new right back. Centre half, possibly, if, you know, he's not sold on Collins. He doesn't seem to give him much of a role does he and and you know like like Jason said Dawson's 33 so you know has he got 38 game season in him maybe maybe not um so you might want someone there I think Bueno's going to be left back I think he's a fantastic player and you've got Totti who's, who's doing a great job at, at the minute which means you can then perhaps sell out Nori if he's not pulling his weight in training uh midfield I think there's talk about Alex Scott, isn't there, from Bristol City, who I think is, you know, is a top talent and would would you know supplement what we've got with Joe Gomez and Lamina, and if if Nunes, I'm again Nunes is one where people are saying, you know, if we got our money back, I'd take it. But a year under his belt in the Premier League, a full pre-season under Lopetegui, he could turn out to be a completely different player. So I think he's one where we've just got to, you know, hold fire on that one before we kind of try and cash in and just see what see what's going on with that. And then up front again, I talk about Gokarez at Coventry. Ideal, I think, for me. I've been reading on the the Athletic, the the, the EFL journalists are saying, you know, he's he's the one that's ready to step up and upset the Premier League by storm. He's the kind of player that we don't seem to go for, but probably should, especially as he's, he's just a couple of junctions down the M6, isn't he? So, you know, he's right on our doorstep virtually. So, so yeah, I think it's going to be a big summer. I think it's going to be lots of changes in and out, and um, there you go. So. Oh, well, mate, I don't know if anyone else wants to add to that. I do, if you're going to let Samedo go, we're going to need two right-backs, though, aren't we? Well, possibly, yeah, because I think John, Johnny, we didn't mention as well, didn't we? Which, again, he's I probably going to go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, Jason or Hoops, who wants to go next? Do you want Hoops to go and make some more notes, Jason? No, 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 because I, I did my homework, Dave. And, uh, <laughs> go on, then. I made some notes last week, so I'd like to speak about them, if, if that's OK. Um, listen, I... 
I'm going to echo Jack's point. Um, <laughs> no, we've got to be realistic. That I think Matinho last season, we probably give him another season, and you know, and he's been a bit of a bit part player this year. I don't think he's going to be a passenger that Lopetegui is willing to carry on again. I think he'll do a, a decent job elsewhere as he sees the twilight of his career. With regards to him and S and eight Nori, I think that's as one. I think there's been a falling out of uh, somewhere. I don't think it's irreparable. Uh, repairable. Yes, eight Nori was on the bench yesterday, but he, he was never, in my opinion, likely to feature. It looks like Nevers is going. That's pretty evident. Costa. I've said this. I don't think there's any room for sentiment. Um, next season, if we started, if we had, you know. Um, we had some new signings, quite a few players leave. I think if Diego Costa started up front for Wolves next season, we'd be asking serious questions on why we hadn't stopped, you know, signed a number nine. Adama, Pedence. I think with, with Adama, he still hasn't signed a contract. Would I like to keep him? Yes, but he, I'm going to say yes. He's an impact player. He doesn't want to be known as an impact player. He wants to play football, and I get it. Um, Pedence for me. I think he's a great player, but fires hot and cold. Um, Collins, I don't think he's good enough. I, I, I don't think he's, he's he's anywhere near good enough. So if if if, if, if uh, Collins went, I wouldn't be particularly sad to see him go. With Samedo, I do see something in Samedo, but I think with the money we paid for him and what's left on his contract, I think the sensible option is to sell. Um, Guedes as well, that's one. I, I, I can't, you know, I think that's one we've 100% got to cash in on in any way, shape or form because he doesn't want to be at the club. And this is what upsets me about Silver because I was Silver's biggest critic. What he needed to do was go out alone and do a job. He's done exactly that. Yes, it might be a bit of a glorified pub league, but I do think now he's stronger, he's bigger, he's more confident. And I do think now he'd be a different player coming back into the Wolves team but he's made that many comments in the media that now he doesn't you know oh, he wants to continue elsewhere and that and you think you want about Fabio now neighbors. sorry you want about Fabio yeah how many yeah. silvers we got sorry I yeah I'll, <laughs> have I'll, I brought I'll, you to sleep Dave no <laughs> no no I've kind of blended into the Geddes thing I'll just check yeah it. sorry yeah, Mr. Silver. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we Silver. I just think he's 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 done really, really well on loan, albeit not the greatest of leagues. But he's still got that confidence, and that's what he needed to do. He, you know, he, he couldn't have done it in the Bundesliga. We couldn't have done it in, you know, La Liga. He had to go to a, a, a lowest <coughs> the league to do it. So he's got that confidence. He looks stronger. He looks bulkier. He looks exactly what we need. But he's made that many comments in the media. You just think, come on. You know, I, I don't, don't think that's going to make any difference. The, any comments? He's going to say that about PSV and there, <laughs> and he's possibly. But, but all right, then, Dave. So the, the argument is that there, there should be people advising him around him, saying to keep your mouth shut and concentrate on your football. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this was, look, this look, was exactly the same like with um, with Morgan, wasn't it? When Dave, he was like okay. stuff like that, young absolutely. lad. Look, 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 after the fan base, after the fan base wanted Lopetegui out four weeks ago. No, well, there's, there's, there's probably 10% last week as yeah. well. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so the thing is with Silva, he, he already had to win a lot of people over by going out on this loan move and proving he could do it. And now he's done it. He's, he's making these comments in the media. That's the frustrating thing for me. 
You don't so know how much of that's been taken out of context. The, I mean, the way I look at it, with I'm mean, going to come to see what Hoop said with Silver. We've paid 35 million. We are not selling him back out for peanuts. You know, he's uh, someone's either got to come in and pay 35 million. They extended his contract by another two years. We've still got about yeah, five but, years left on his contract. So, but they're, they're, PSV, for example, haven't got thirty-five million to spend on. No, him. they're not. They're not going to come in for him or anything like that. I think he'll come back. I think Lopetegui will take. You know, will um, have a proper look at him for next year. I think he'll be part. Of the, I think he'll be part of the squad for next year. Don't forget, we've got Sasha, Sasha Kalajic coming back as well. I like this, the the guy from Coventry. Uh, obviously, there's the argument about cost. I think we could be we sport potentially for choice, but I think they will go out and get another player. But Fabio Silva is like you know he's, he's been scoring. Um, he could be a, he is a good striker, uh, and if he's got stronger and he's he's learnt a lot, he could add something to Wolves next year. Don't forget, he's coming back under a new re regime now. Absolutely. He hasn't worked under Lopetegui, so it'll be interesting. Hoops. Uh, if you want to come in on all of that and give us your opinion, obviously, let's kick off with the uh, Fabio Silva thing, first of all. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Fabio thing is... I think he... How can I put this? I think he probably wants to feel a little bit more love from from the club. Um, you know, I think I'm making assumptions here. I don't know him personally, but I think there's a bit of an ego there at, at play and he's getting a lot of love and affection over in um, in Eindhoven. And, you know, he's, he's enjoyed himself where his previous experience, he was kind of just burst out onto the scene too soon because of, obviously, the, the Jimenez injury. So I think he's enjoying that that, that level of football. He's, he's playing week in, week out. Um, I, I agree. I don't think the optics are, are great. I think there should be a word in the air to say that you are employed by Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Um, so I, I think... With an experienced and articulate coach with Lopetegui, I think he can be someone who can, you know, put the arm around his shoulder and say, we want you to be part of things here. Um, so I think there's a little bit of convincing. Now, I know people say he doesn't he should need to be convinced, but I think there is probably some convincing we need to do on, on behalf and say, we want you as part of the plans. Uh, because ultimately, to, to your earlier point, you know, I can't see Jimenez starting next 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 summer. I know he's not out of contract, but we suspect he'll he'll move away. So to follow on on that point, the others will be the out of contract players. Samedo, I understand, as a, a two year option. We hold a two year option on on Samedo, Samedo, so we can exercise that. I think that makes sense, you know, because even if potentially we sell him, we keep him as a, an asset, and we can we can look to to strengthen. Um, and then yeah, I think still we would probably need a, another striker, Sasha. You know, we've we've seen 35 minutes, haven't we, ultimately? Um, and we know that he's had injury problems prior to this. So we can't assume that it's all going to be peachy when he, he comes back. And, and I certainly wouldn't retain Costa. Um, just, and that's just a, as fantastic as he has been for us. Um, and says, then, you know what, I don't want to, you know, I'll have a salary. Well... But then he's, he's, if we're going to develop as, as a side, that, that's great. There is a financial aspect and it's a good point, but I don't think it's a financial aspect for Wolves. It's who is going to be leading the line for the next three, four, five years. Um, and Diego Costa wouldn't be, fit that role. I, I just think he's, you know, he's been fantastic for us, but I think we can get too engrossed in sentiment here. 
Um, and there are good young high devil's advocates here. You know me. There is a lot of people yeah. that, that are very much like, you know, he's getting fit, he's looking sharp, he's running, he's, you know, the way... But, uh, the same people all of all the people. When he goes 10 games without a goal, the same people will be going, what did we sign him for? So, you know, Hoops is right. And, well, he's exactly, only, exactly. He's only got one goal, uh, goal as well, hasn't he, really? So... But I, I don't want to be harsh on him because he's been fantastic and he's, he's he will have played a part in securing our status. So, you know, he's very welcome anytime he wants to, to, to come. But I think, you know, we mentioned the, the Coventry striker. I talked about Ollie Watkins earlier in, in the call, and that's another example of a very, very good championship young striker. So, you know, they don't all work and convert into Premier League strikers, but yeah, Ivan Toad is the world is another one who we, obviously we're linked with in the past. I quite like Solanke at Bournemouth. I think there's a player there um, and he would be an interesting proposition up front for us. Um, and then, you know, Jace talks about Pedro Neto. If if we can see what we saw in him sort of prior to his injuries, you know, let's remember we were all relaxed about Jota going because Neto was that good. Um, and, and, and so to, 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 to kind of, in terms of what I would like to see from a fan perspective for the remainder games is keep starting Pedro Neto because he needs games. I mean, there'll be players in this team because things haven't worked out for them that probably can't wait for the season to finish. But if you're Pedro Neto, he must be so frustrated. He'll want the season to keep going because this is his pre-season that we're seeing now. And he could be amazing for us next next year. So I think he, I wouldn't say build our team around him, but I think hopefully, and it's not a false dawn and it can be more of a, a longer period, he will be key for us, for us next year. Other than that, I, I think it's then half. I, I, I slightly disagree with Jason Collins. I think there's a player there, and I think there's a, there's a good young centre half there. But um, he may go again in the market. Um, but and it also depends: is he going to change his formation next year? Is he going to go three centre halves? You know, that's probably. I don't, I don't think. He, I, I don't you know. think. No chance he's going three centre halves. Lopetegui plays four at the back. If that's if, if he goes back to the back three, he can bring Cody back. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, Cody but... could be back in pre-season training, but uh, that's another cut. That's an, that's that's a whole yeah. show on its on its own. Um, yes, obviously some really good points there. You know, we will get into this in a lot more depth uh, once the season out of the way. Obviously, when we have our next in person and stuff and talking on here as well, we'll be talking about this more. Obviously, Wolves are safe, 100% safe. Um, before we finish uh, on this segment of the show, quick score prediction. Are you going a uh, score prediction for next week? Uh, we'll go, we will go with you first, Hoops, for this one. Um, so I'll, I'll be following that one from home, the United game. I think um, it's difficult that you're they're a strange side, aren't they? United. I think it's it's. Do we see a complacent Wolves, which we saw at Brighton when we felt like we were secured, or do we see, you know, a, a team who are, are hungry and still want to end the season? Well, let's say we'll probably go somewhere in the middle, and and, and I'll say one-one. One-one. Okay. Um, Jack Yeah I mean I think their home form is very good isn't it I mean I, don't, I know they've lost away from home again tonight haven't they so you know if it was at Molyneux you'd be a lot more confident but I think there's a little bit of pressure off for us and that can work both ways we saw it last week didn't we at Brighton where there's a bit of an after the Lord Mayor show after we beat Palace and 
just just didn't work at all, did it? So I think if you're Lopetegui now, you're kind of little mini targets, aren't you? So you're sort of saying, right, let's make sure, see if we can finish above Bournemouth. Let's see if we can finish above Chelsea, for example. Let, let's you know these last three games. Let's maybe target five points, you know, a win and two draws or or four points or something. So keep it interesting for the players, you know, and keep that motivation going. There's no reason we can't go there and, and get a result. I think it'd be, it'd be difficult, you know. Our away record isn't great, so um, the optimist in me says, you know, we'll we'll pinch a, a draw, maybe nil nil. You know, it might be a, a bit of a drab game, but yeah, so maybe a draw. A draw and Jason. I think I'm going to sit on the fence with this, Dave. I think the uh, the shackles will be off. You know, we are safe now. We, we, we're still mathematically not safe, are we? And people will still keep pointing that out. I mean, I think we were safe a fortnight ago, but I think the shackles well, will be let's off. Say, I just want to. I just want to come in on that because uh, Wolves FN says. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton, we still have a 1.4 million chance of relegation. Okay, so that tells its own story, doesn't it? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, that's a great point, though. Um, I didn't have those statistics in front of me. Uh, I'm going, I'm going for a one all day. I'm going to sit right on the fence. And listen, if you go in next week, I'm going down in a minibus with Bully. So Bully's going to be there. So if you're in the concourse, look out for him. Oh right, okay, nice one. That's it. it's Bully driving. No, no, he's not. The amount, of, the amount of white wine he drinks, uh, it's not advisable that he, <laughs> that he drives next week. No, nice one. Brilliant. Guys, thanks for this part of the show. Much appreciated. Uh, did you manage to catch everyone saying the uh, the secret word? If not, you've still got three more chances, uh, two more chances to go as we bring on our next guest. Guys, thank you so much. And I'll, uh, you know, it's good. <laughs> it's good to be safe. We are safe. I've been saying it. I'll get. I've been saying it. Sorry. We're going to be safe. About and you know, I've been saying we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Keep, keep calm. It's only a commercial. Dave's right again. We are safe, and we're going to go places for next year. Absolutely. But we've got three more games to go. Put the put the pedal to the pumps. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. No problem. Cheers, Cheers guys. Always wolves. Absolutely fantastic, as always, from uh, these guys. And just before we go on, it should be—it's worth reminding uh, everyone that we do have a brand new, uh, you know, venue that's opening up in Wolverhampton, and that is the old Civic, the halls. There's loads of uh, great acts coming up. Uh, make sure you check out their website. Um, for the halls, you know, we've got lots of things coming up and it's good to be having uh, this, the old Civic uh, that's back. And of course, we also have uh, and a little reminder for everyone as well. If you've not already uh, got your tickets uh, for this one, uh, make sure you do get your tickets for the uh, Sir Jack's History Boys as well. Uh, the link to both of those is in uh, the description below. And I can see that the producer's coming over. That means it's time for another cup of tea. And before anything else, let's make sure that we bring on Josh. How are you, mate? Well, good. Thanks to have yourself. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, good to see you. And, of course, coming up in the second half of the show, which is where he likes to be, we have... The man, the myth, the legend with another one of his cracking tracky tops on. Sooty. The dream team. How you Big doing? Smile. 
All right, mate, you? How are you, Josh? Good to ask you, good? Absolutely. Thanks for being so patient. Uh, basically, uh, Sutty likes to come on in the second half um, and, uh, you know, when we need an extra little bit of a push, he comes on and Josh basically was quite happy to come on. I'm going to start with you first, Josh. Um, how are you feeling? Feeling good. I thought it was a decent result yesterday. Um, wasn't, in all honesty, too confident going into it. Um, but it was a good result all in all, I thought. I don't think they laid a glove on us, in all honesty. There was the odd chance that Saar saved for us. Um, but I thought, all in all, brilliant result yesterday. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, apparently you talk sense and you're a little star sooty. According to Paul, what have you got to say to that? See that, Dave. Oh, hold on, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got new, we've got new person. Hello, <laughs> that your mom, Josh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic live TV. This is. I'll go on, Sutty. Passport. I don't think they're going to be needing that, Dave. Villa. No. They might <laughs> open, open the draw, Dave. Drawer open, listen. For another year. As, as, we were, as we were singing in the subway, as we're walking back up beyond the safe bank, you can stick your passport up here. I went to the game yesterday, Dave, with two Villa supporters. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And oh, did you meet gonna... with them after as well? We were going to get battered. We were get. I seen them, as I told you before, I always watch them. Um, the opposition's podcasts and their vlogs and what I'm from the game. And before the game, uh, there was, oh, we're going to hammer these six, seven nil. They're awful. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Wow. I'm not saying we were brilliant. We weren't brilliant. But we showed that bit of passion, didn't we? And and really got we stuck in. They played for the shirt. Yes, they played for that thing behind, didn't they, Dave? As yeah. we said last week, you've got to play for that. And Lopetegui said afterwards, he when he went back in the changing room, everybody left everything on the pitch. That's all he expects. He, he can accept losing, but what he can't accept is not putting a shift in. You don't put a shift in, you're gone. And it's simple as that. So I, I was chuffed, Jesse, because everybody put a shift in. Everybody. Absolutely. And as you say, it's um, not helped... Uh... Uh, Aston Vanilla with their uh, European aspirations as well, which was a, a double bonus. But I have to say, they have got a good side. Uh, they've got a good manager. They've done yeah. well. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it's good to have a rival, uh, a local rival, because I can't see the West the, uh, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds coming up anytime soon. I know they've got the win tomorrow and hopefully results against the players, but I think if they did, they'd be uh, cannon fodder. Well, I think they're in big trouble, aren't they, if they don't come up, Dave? Financially, I mean, I, think, yeah. I mean, they are our biggest rivals, and I personally despise that club. But I wouldn't want to see them getting yeah. financial trouble. Football's all about rivalries for me, Dave, and the banter. And without that, you've got nothing. And let's not forget as well, Dave, when we were nearly went bust, they had buckets going around the Hawthorns collecting money for us to help us out. So it's it banter. I don't like them, but. I'd love yeah. to see them back up here because I want to batter them, Dave. Yeah, do you know what? It's right what you're saying because, like, I had um, I had a couple of comments. I put a couple of TikToks out and I get these West Brom fans going on and uh, or on the comments and stuff like that, you know. 
Uh, 5-1, still going on about that. It's like, I'm, I'm like, what division are you in? Sorry, who are you? <laughs> type of thing. But they still keep going on about, like, you haven't beaten us, have you? I mean, I mean, we, we never really had a proper derby uh, during the COVID season, which was a sh big shame. They got back up and then you couldn't have a crowd there. A derby's not really yeah. a derby without the fans, is it? No, no, not really. I mean, they are to us what we are to Villa. Villa can't beat us, can they? Very, no, yeah. I mean, they, we do seem to have the... Uh, have the uh, the sign over Villa lately and stuff like that. I mean, the Villa fans must hate playing us because it's like we are turning into a little bit of a bogey side. And to be fair, Villa's rival really is Birmingham. Oh, yeah. And our rival's really West Brom. And this Villa-Wolves rivalry has all started in the Championship with the mind the gap and all that sort of jazz. And it's carried it sort of self over because we don't have West Brom and... We don't have, they don't have Birmingham, so it's no. got to be Wolves, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think it started when, um, of the season we won the championship and they reported us to the EFL yeah. saying, how are they getting these kind of players? They've got to be cheating. I think it yeah. was them, Leeds and Derby reported yeah. us, I think. Yeah. Tried to get a, tried to get a sac sanction from signing players and points deductions and that. I think that's where it really started. Do you remember when we but went? They had, to that, Villa they had that guy had that went on WM, didn't um, he? Like, that Villa guy um, that went on. Well, we got to. They got to play them. They're going to lose that. And we're going to play them, and we're going to win that. And then they got to play them. We're going to lose that. And then he said, and then that gap's going to disappear. Yeah. And that's where the mind the gap came from. Was, was in, that, yeah, then, in that run when we played Cardiff and Borough? Alan's yeah. name is, and he was on there constantly. He's all oh, you'll lose to Cardiff, then you'll lose to, to Borough, then you got Forest at home, you'll lose to them, then we play you, and it's just like. Nah, we beat yeah. Cardiff, we beat Borough. That was it, season done. Absolutely. Yeah, well, they, lost yeah. Red, they lost to Reading and um, somebody at 2 PR at home the forms after yeah. yeah, they did they after such them. a great result, and then they, That's they lost, that, didn't they? The, the, yeah, they did, yeah. But yeah. it's still, they are a good side. always nice to get one over a, a Midlands rival. Yeah. They are, yeah. They've done really well. I think I, I couldn't believe a stat I've seen yesterday, more so for us, really, that since Christmas, well, since the World Cup, they've got 33 points since the World Cup. And we've got 30. I cannot believe it. I know. But we've talked... People have been about raving, on, raving about Fulham having a great season. People have been raving about how good Fulham season on. Guess yeah. how many points behind Fulham we are now? Five or Just four five, points. I know. Yeah. I um, mean, we, um, was saying that we won seven so, out of nine. Seven and the two we lost was against Bournemouth okay. and Leeds. We lost no, to Bournemouth. I've been quite consistent, I think, because I, I, I've watched a few of these back this week because I got a few pouters last week saying, you know, you're never happy. When we win, you're happy. When we lose, you're not. Well, quite clearly, no one's happy when That's they fair win. Enough. Are they? Yeah. But I'm pretty consistent in what I say in that it's how you apply yourself, Dave. I say this every week. If you go back on every one of these this season, the main point for me is about application and playing as a team and not a team of individuals. And I keep saying it. And when we play well, we play as a team. And when we don't play well, when we're, when we're good, we're good, Dave. And when we're bad, we're, we're really bad. Yeah, yeah, we are. There's no sort of in between. Yeah. And I think it's, I think Lopetega lying this out. 
Um, and, and I think there'll be some major change now over the over the next few months into the summer. There will be major change of staff, I think. Do we want to cover that? Do we want to cover the changes off now before we get into the game? Because we were rolling on from the end of the last segment. We were talking about, like, what's going to happen now. I mean, I know you said you were going away and have a think about it as well last week, uh, Sooty and stuff yeah. like that. You know, and I, I kind of, like... Were quite passionate last week. I know a lot of people in the comments and stuff like that were going on about like the result, and I was like, you know, these things are going to happen uh, when this team, this manager's been here four or five months. You've got to trust him, and you know, we've got to give him the time and stuff. And I was pretty convinced we get a reaction this week, and we did um, because every team can have a result like where, like we had last week. It wasn't great; it was terrible, but they are professionals. And they needed to stand up and be counted. And it's like Jack said, the biggest apology that you can do is to go out and beat Villa, and they've gone and done it. But, you know, yeah, we're now at a point where we are. I thought, you know, I said we were safe when we beat Palace. I still think we would have been. But I didn't think we weren't going to pick up any more points. And now we are, you know, one in four million chance of relegation. We are safe, 100% safe now, really. We were 100% safe before. We're now 110% safe. What's the uh, the next three games going to be? Lopate going to be looking at, and what sort of uh, changes for you are you looking at happening over the summer? Well, I've got a list, Dave. I, I thought did you might you a list. So, do you want me out first? Um, you yeah, you're happy to, uh, to to um, for him to go with this, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got my, I've got eleven or eleven players potentially. I've got. I put in the private chat earlier. Yeah, oh, right. be too okay. far off. So if right. we do yours first, if you do if you do um yours um first, Sooty, and then you can come in with yours after that, then Josh. Yeah. Right. These are the ones I'm gonna get to leave or I'm getting rid of. The Dharma Triore. He's going anyway, isn't he? So yeah. Raul Jimenez, Johnny, Eight Nori, Neves, Pedent, Sar, Gedesh. Matinho and Samedo. Okay. Well, I reckon out of that lot, there's a few that you ain't going to get nothing for, Dave. But um, Eight Nori and Neves, I think Neves is going to go, Dave. We've got to cash in or we've got to give him a decent contract now. And I think he probably deserves, if he wants to go to play Champions League. Well, we thought he was going last year for definite and the year before. So, like, he ain't, you know, he ain't got yeah, one year I left on his contract. Yeah, we get one year left. You ain't going to get no more than 30 million for Neves. So, for Neves and Eight Nori, I reckon we'll get 45 million, as I said last week. Right? Right. But for Pedent and Saar, I think we could get between 25 and 30 million for those two. So, let's call it 25. That will give it, that'll make it 70, 70. Yeah. And then Gedesh, we've got to get at least 20 million for him because we spent 90. 30 on him, didn't we, or something? So that's yeah. 90. And then you'll have another 20 million for Samedo. So there's 110 million. If you remember okay. back last week, Dave, I said we need 150 to have a real good go at this, to, you know, so he can form his own squad. And I think he started forming his own squad. Um, yeah. Back in January, that's what he wanted. He'd obviously seen the likes of Dawson because he played against him in the Europa League. 
And Dawson was outstanding for West Ham when they played yeah. Sevilla. Um, but the ones I, there's a couple who on my keep list, like to Collins. I'm in no man's land with Collins. I think I'd send him out on loan, Dave. Right. Get him some regular football, as yeah. with as I would with young Joe Hodge. Yeah. I'd send him out on loan. So I think they'll get a lot more out on loan than they will from just sitting there and coming on doing five-minute cameos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, we've got another visitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, sir. Um, so I think we can get 110 million there. Now, if they're, they're on about going quite big again, if they put, I don't know, if they can top that up so we've got 200 million for this bloke to go and spend, I think we're in business, Dave. And I think I'm opening this draw back up, Dave, at the end of the season and getting that thing back out again. So you've European tour? If they give him 200 million, they give him every penny he gets off them sales, say he goes along with me here, and they top it up to 200, I think that's coming out again. And that flag's going on a tour. I love it. I love it. Okay, Josh, over to you. So, just because I know someone said it's my brother, this is my dad. I've already had my mate. It's my dad. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> Hi, Dave, you're right. Hey, you're right, mate, you're right. I'm good, Tar. And um, I've got 11, which is, I think the was about 10 there. I've got 11. So, if we go from the back, potentially. Saw, potentially. Only if... I've got his name up here. You've seen Banu, Bono. The, oh, uh, the Moroccan. Yeah, there's been oh, talk of him somewhere. There's been talk of him. He's 32. Yeah, but that's Sar going out. If he comes in, I see Sar going out. Um, I don't see Samado renewing his contract. Cody, um, obviously he's going to go. Eight new Rihanna. That's another four odd million. Yes, yeah, he'll end up at Sheff Sheffield United. He'll end up. Cody. Um, Eight Nuri, yeah. Eight Nuri and Johnny. There's five. Uh, Neves, Moutinho. Um, yeah. Nunes is a potential because there's been talk about him since January. Yeah. Um, then you go into your wingers. I think you'll see one of Pedence, Neto or Huango. That's nine. Neto and Wang won't be going anywhere. So um, Lopetegui really likes Wang. Yeah. And Neto's just coming back from injury, and I think he, I think he will, he won't be going out. But Pedent potentially, although Pedent Pedent. Right. So that's nine. Then you got Raul, and then you've got the man who he's been on about to me all night through the window, the other side of the room, saying, "Oh, he, want, he needs to stay." Costa. Yes, definitely. He wants Go on, why, why are we keeping Costa? Why are we keeping Costa? Because he got that old head about him, and he, and like. I've watched him in a few games recently. He comes deep. He picks the ball up like a proper old centre forward. And then he plays it off to the other guys. He's not going to put it. He's got to the age where he's not potentially going to put it in the net. There's going to be other players that could. And I think he, he could, like, educate these younger players. Because he's an old head, isn't he? You need old heads, isn't it? Like how Dawson's come in. You need players like that to come in. Sign him for another 12 months. He's like been catching up on fitness. Like he was six months behind everybody, wasn't he? And you can start to see him now doing these little things. He might not finish like he used to do, but get him in there in the mix. Like I didn't see the thing with Mings. 
that I like to see, but that's like old school things. Picking no, up on these guys and getting involved. Absolutely. And you know, you know, you know the other thing about Costa, he really does get the crowd going. Exactly. He gets the atmosphere going. Yeah. That stuff with um, with Mings, when there were, then they, 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 everyone was singing and Mings was pooing his pants. It was brilliant, yeah. banter and stuff yeah. like that. But Costa will do something like what Dawson did with the corner. They, you know, they will get the crowd going. And the atmosphere was fantastic yesterday. We were talking yeah. about earlier in the season. I, don't, I mean, I'm on the match day experience group and as, as is Jack and stuff like that. And I know there's lots of initiatives that have been put in place to try and help this. But the other thing is the team winning at home and hope and stuff also helps. And, yeah. you know, someone like Costa who, will, <laughs> you know, won't stand back. He will give it. He, he does get the crowd going and then everyone gets going. He does do that. And he, he is a big influence in the dressing room as well, that experience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not against Costa. Um, I don't think we can afford him on the salary that he's currently on. But if Costa really wants one more year and he's really settled at the club and he likes it and he likes the, the app thing, he then... He's rich enough to be able to go, do you know what? I'll stop around and I'll drop my salary demands. And I'll yeah, stop you say about his salary, Dave, I've, I've seen somewhere, I don't know how true it is, he's only got about 65 grand a week. Is he? Yeah, well, I, you know, Caster might just want to stop around for the crack for next year. Yeah. He might think he's part of something here. Lopetegui likes him. And if yeah. you've got, like, young Fabio Silva that's coming back, I mean, bring in that guy from Coventry and then you've got Sasha as well. Then what a guy to have around yeah, the place exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So people I said to you a few weeks ago that I'd, I'd keep him, Dave. I would because if the likes of Silver's coming back and um, the lad from if you got the lad from uh, Coventry, yeah, as I said to you before, I can say this because we're after the nine o'clock watershed, he's a bit of a shit house, any day. And yeah, he, um, I mean, it. He got older Mings yesterday, didn't he? And you can see Mings, he soon chickened out of it, didn't he? He didn't want none of that, really. He tried to put up a bit of a face, but you could see he's soon trying to shake his hand and that. But Costa's horrible, Dave. He's horrible to play against, but he's our horrible. Keep saying yeah. it. It, it. 60 grand a week in this league nothing. is peanuts. It's nah. nothing. You've got young kids at Chelsea, 18 years of age, who've never played for the first team. They're on 80 grand a week. Well, exactly. I mean, so it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a one with the, the dilemma with Costa and stuff like that. But I'm kind of I'm kind of on the side of what you've been saying is like it's taken him six months to get him to fitness. We've got him up to fitness. If he can keep fit and take this, he looks he looks hungry for it. He's never been the quickest player in the world, yeah. right? Never, right? Um, Teddy Sheringham, but he could barely run, Dave. He played till he was 40 because he got a yeah. brain. You know how to bring players into play. He gather the ball. He's strong. First thing he wants to do is lay it off and hit the box. Now, if you've got somebody like that, you've got a chance of scoring goals, Dave, because they're prepared to put themselves in the position to at worst get on the end of it and miss it. Sometimes it's going to go in, and it. I reckon if he gets really, really fit, Dave, I'm not saying he's going to be our number one striker. I'm not saying that at all before anybody jumps on board and says we need better than that. I agree. We do need to look at the future. But what I'm saying is, if say we had a cup run, he'd be great in a cup run. 
He'd help you out in the early rounds of a cup run. Imagine him playing against lower league teams. It'd be vile. And then all of a sudden, if he got you eight or nine goals in a season, that 60 grand a week is well worth it. I'll ask people a question in the in the chat, and I'll ask you guys as well. We love Raúl Jiménez; he's been a fantastic servant for our club, no. you know. But who, who would you keep for next season if you were to say Raúl or, or Costa, and you kept one of them? Not, which one are you keeping? In Costa. the chat, Raúl or Costa? Yeah. And Costa you, unfortunately, we've we've seen more of Costa than we have Raúl the last year and a half. Raul Jimenez will never play for us again, Dave. His yeah. missus has put paid to that with Instagram um, posts and all this about we should be respecting him. We paid him a fortune when he was injured, Dave. Absolute yeah. fortune. We've helped him with his recovery. Yeah. If we if we didn't show him respect, he wouldn't have been going off to that World Cup. It's yeah. as simple yeah. as that. He should have been able to He's yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to keep an experienced striker around the place, some you, and it's Raul or Costa, sad as it is to say right now, yeah. um, because we, we, we have got to recognise Raul was much loved and he, he had a fantastic season. He, and, you know, we feel for what he's been through and we've been through all of that. But, like, you can't be, like, sentimentality, like you said, Sutty and stuff like that. Would I like to see Raul get one last hurrah at Molyneux to, to sing his name? Sentimentality, you know, come on for five minutes at the end of the Everton game if we're winning, that would be nice. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's, it's good, actually I'm just soft. It's gut wrenching, really, though, because we saw him at his best, and it's it absolutely gut wrenching the way it's gone. You, you want him to do well. We've had the only game for me since he's come back where he's looked like his old self was Southampton last season, and Sars booted that ball up. Rowles ran straight onto it, turned three defenders and put it in the back of the net. That's the best we've seen of him since he's come back. Absolutely. Well, Jason, uh, Lord Jason, disagrees. He, he thinks uh, that Rowell offers a little bit more, but that's what football mm. is all about. Right, um, let's get uh, into the game yesterday. Um, we'll start with you first, Josh. Um, what, what, what would you want to say about any points you'd like to raise before we get on to the... Uh... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you two because I didn't go yesterday, so I'll leave you two. Nice to see you, mate. Nice to see you, Dave. Cheers. <laughs> He's been saying for the last few weeks he wanted to come on. <laughs> you can be a double act in the new Anton deck. <laughs> um, it wasn't clean. Um, so I thought when we had the spells in the first half, I thought we played better first half than we did in the second half. Um, midfield first half, I thought we rolled it a bit more. Second half, I thought John McGinn and um, Douglas Louise handled the ball in midfield better than we did. Um, the one thing I will say is, and I know he's come under a lot of slack the last two weeks, Nunes, I think he's been told at the start of the game, man mark Ramsey all game. That's exactly what he did. He marked Ramsey out of the game completely. And you saw if Ramsey came in, he ducked in. If Ramsey went wide and Young came in, Samado went in, Nunes come out. I thought Nunes, what he, I think on that right-hand side, He's a lot better than he is when they're playing on the left. And we saw it the last three weeks where Neves came back in and they put Nunes on the left. It didn't work. Did not work. Put him out on the right in this 4-4-2 that we seem to be playing. It's on his dominant foot. He can play out to the right-hand side, down to the corner flag, pop it in, 
Follow the in-swinger. Um, Forty had a good game. Another person we need to give a shout to to yesterday was Tauti. I thought Tauti did brilliantly. He, he man-marked he man um, Traore at the game. Traore, the fact he was hauled off at half-time for Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey, come on. Didn't even realise he was on the pitch. Yeah, he never got a put hold into the game, no. did he? You make in fact, some really good points uh, regarding that. Talking about the midfield, you've got to also think the likes. We've got Bubakar, Traore, um, yeah. uh, Chiquino as well. How, how exciting was Chiquino when he was running? Thought he was brilliant and then yeah. obviously got injured. So we have got other young players coming forward that and it, people coming back from injury that we've got to let Lopetegui be able to do something with next year. And they're both exciting players. I'm not so sure that um, Nunes will go. I think obviously mm. Neves will probably go this year. I think we're all expecting that. Yeah. Barcelona, probably. That's I know that's where he wants to go. I'd rather him go abroad yeah. uh, than anywhere. I think Nunes is on a five-year contract. Um, I'm not so sure we'd let him go unless it was something like 65, 70 million because we paid fact, 42 we, million for him. In fact, we, just, we signed him for 42 and Liverpool were touted in January for 45. We're not going to sell him for, for no. 3 million extra. Um, you know, if they want to buy him, then they're going to have to cough up the money. So, I can't see him going, but I do think we've got the, the midfield. I think we'll bring someone else in. Lamina's good. Joe Gomez, we've seen good bits of yeah. him. Bubakar Traore. You know, we've got some good young talent there. They'll bring in someone else. Uh, what points would you like to make about the game yesterday, Sutti, that stood out for you? Great atmosphere, Dave. Yeah. Obviously, it's nice to put one up on your noisy neighbours, your uh, illustrious neighbours. That Did you know they'd won the European Cup, Dave? No, no, I hadn't actually heard that. Is that right? What year was he sorted? In 1982, they won a European Cup. Incredible. I'd go on about it all the time. I would. I'd never shut up. <laughs> anyway, Dave, um, yesterday, it wasn't pretty, was it? Did not, nothing needs to be pretty now, really, Dave, does it? We, uh, um, we mustn't lose sight. Uh, where are we in the league now, Dave? Are we about 13th? I think we're back up to 13th, aren't yeah. we? Same as Palace. Yeah, I think Same. so. Palace are on can 40. We catch, can we on catch 40. Chelsea still? Um, let's have a look. Let me bring the... I'll bring the table up and put it on the I'll screen. Hold on. Um, let's just... Uh, Chelsea are too clear. Here it is. You can see it. So that's yeah. the... Uh, that's the table as it is at the moment. So we're 13th on 40 points. The same as Palace got a better goal difference. Chelsea got a game in hand, 42. Fulham got a game in hand, 45. They've lost three on the row. I know Chelsea won at Thingy. Bournemouth, um, just above them. Fair play to them. Oops. West Ham now on 37. Look at the gap now between yeah. uh, West Ham and the bottom five. Yeah. Each place, Dave, that you go up is roughly two million quid. That's correct. So there is there is something to play for, you know. When people say our oh, wolves got nothing to play for, there is something to play for because if you earn another four million quid, that's a player's wages for a year, who's on like eighty grand a week. So that's a decent player that you can get in um, for his, to pay for his wages. So there's always something to play for. But like I said, it it wasn't pretty, but it was the polar opposite against what we saw the week before against um, Brighton. We applied ourselves, crunching tackles, never give up. 
epitomised by Dawson in the corner and Neto fist pumping the crowd after he's gone from one side of the pitch to the other. That's all we want, Dave. That's all. We, I'm pre- pretty sure ninety percent of Wolves supporters just want to see application and effort, and we'll applaud you off the pitch. If we got beat five nil at home, we I've seen us get beat six nil at home and get applauded off a pitch. That was Southampton. That we applauded because they absolutely put a shift in. We weren't as good, obviously. Southampton only had six shots, didn't they? They had six yeah. shots. They all But we, um, we, I think we won. We actually won the battle, Dave. And sometimes you've just got to win that battle. Now it's gone. Now. We've got bragging rights. We took four points off them this season. Um, we should have done them at Villa Park in reality. Um, uh, we, we should have had six points against them because we should have been out of sight at half-time. We should have had three at half-time. Um, but that's not the case. We took four points off them. We go to Man United next week. And we, if we put the same application in again, then we can get something out of that game. But I would... Like to relegate Everton, and I know we're going on about goalkeepers. Pickford won't stay with Everton if they go down. Would you take him? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because I would. That's a good point. You'll get him for so 25 million. If you've got 200 million to spend, you get him for 30. I think he's got two years left on his contract as well, so that's you'll get, get him a bit cheaper than what he should cost. Be a good shout, he would, because he, he'll have to stay in the Premier League or or a top league. There's only so many leagues he can go to. I can't see him going to Spain or Italy, can you? So well, he's going to stay in the Premier League. Um, what's Everton's next two games? Um, I'm just going to pull up the uh, again. I'm just going to pull up the uh, the scores and fixtures for you. I'm going to put this up on the screen so we can look at the uh, the games that are, are coming up because it's interesting to have a. Have a little bit of a, a, a look at uh, at this from, as we're talking about. This is the scores and fixtures. So tomorrow, this is the, tomorrow. You've got Leicester away at Fulham. Everton have got Brighton away. That's a tough yeah, game. Yeah. Forest Southampton. If Forest don't win that, then well, they're gone. I think. But going on uh, to tomorrow, Dave, you've got those two fixtures there. If one of Leicester or Everton lose tomorrow. We're mathematically safe. Is that right? Yeah, because yeah. Um, who won? Who lost yesterday? Who was in the bottom three? Who the bottom Leeds. three now? Sorry. Leeds. That's it. Leeds are still on thirty, so we only need one more out of those all four on thirty to lose tomorrow. Yeah, and that's it. Well, Everton's match next match after that is Manchester City. Yeah, Dave, so, they're finished. They're gone. And then they, we could we we could seriously relegate Everton um, at Molyneux. And there's a few Evertonians that have been saying, "Oh, Wolves will be on the beach. Uh, that they won't be so fired up." I think you'll. I think they'll definitely. Neves, captain of Wolves, last ever game for more than likely will be at Molyneux against Everton. The irony is his first ever game in the Premier League at Molyneux was against Everton. Look, Dave, I don't. I, I quite like a trip to Everton. I think it's a great place to go and watch football. I love it. And I think they're a great club. I've nothing uh, against Everton. But from a selfish point of view, I'd cherry-pick their goalkeeper if they go yeah. down. 
and that's it. It's it's like um, it's basically like um, vultures circling now yeah. around an old chicken carcass in it. Do you know what I mean? Where we're all looking. So Ward Prowse, I take Ward Prowse as well, Dave, all day long. I love him, I do. I think he's we got 13 goals again this season and eight assists. That's a fair point. I know he's a player, isn't he? In that team so as I'd well. So I look at them bottom three, who would I have out of who I think would go down? Leeds. I wouldn't want anyone from Leeds. I think they're pretty naff, to be honest. They, they, they're, they're poor. They're as poor as I've seen in the last, since Christmas. And yeah, they're bottom of the league. They've got 11 points since Christmas, Leeds. They're shocking. So um, I would take no one from Leeds, but I would take Ward Prowse from Southampton and I would take Pickford from Everton. Fantastic. And there's Fantastic. probably there's probably 80 million quid. If you're 200, you're just blown up in the sky. So, but, Alcaraz you know, might be a shout as well. It's Southampton. Who, sorry? Uh, yeah. Alcaraz. Yeah. Yeah. We were linked with him last summer and then he never never come to fruition. It'd be interesting to see um see how that all pans out, to be honest. I think Everton are you know I'll have the best stadium in the uh, the championship if they go down with their new stadium because uh, they spend a bit of money on that, but they'll be going I I I do like you said, the good old club Everton and stuff like that. I ain't a big fan of their stadium, to be honest. it's one of my least favourite away days, Everton. Um Mainly it's because I'm small and you get the overlap and sometimes you can't see and stuff there. Their away end's quite shallow, isn't it? And you've got the slope yeah. on the pitch as well. Dave, but if they go down, they, they may well keep Cody. They may well sign him at four million quid yeah. to bargain. Yeah. And he's go got, won the championship, don't remember, don't forget. He's Do you think Cody's going to want to play in the prem, in the championship? He may have no choice. The only other option is Sheffield, Sheffield United. Or if no, but no other club in the Premier League, Dave, other than Burnley won't have him. Sheffield yeah. United would have him tomorrow. And whoever wins that playoff would have him, right? Yeah. There's no other club in this in this Premier League now that would take Connor Cody. If he's not good enough to get in that Everton side, he's, he's struggling, Dave. And this is the trouble... You've got. Um, he, he was great for us. I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah. I'm never going to knock him because he was part of the revolution, wasn't he? Oh yeah. He, he, he was. Um, he was the voice of the revolution, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And if his missus hadn't have been all gobby and that again, it, some, I don't know what's wrong with these these women of fo- footballers. They like to get a bit. I think he was, his, that, he, was his, he was his sister, wasn't he, on Twitter? Yeah. Just, just keep quiet. Just shut yeah. up, don't say anything about it. I've got to go in front of thousands of people every week. And one day I have got to go back to Molyneux, where I basically made myself. Let's not forget, yeah. Conor Cody wouldn't have been a senior international. Okay, he's a bit of a cheerleader without Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's quite simple. So well, the the diary is he could be him. back at Wolves in pre-season training if Everton don't, don't apply that option. Well, he ain't going to sit on the bench he ain't for Lopetegui. He wouldn't sit on the bench for Bruno Large, would he? He didn't want to fight for a place. So, he ain't going to come back here to sit on the bench. So, he's better off going to the Championship. If yeah. um, That's that's how we look at it. What is he, 31, 32? 31, well, he's got, yeah. He's got three decent years left in him. He's I don't think he, I, the thing bench. is, as well, I don't think he, uh, he, uh, he outs um, Dawson. 
from the team. No chance. Not well, Dawson's a centre half, Dave. Yeah. Connor Cody's exactly. not a centre half. Can't play in a four. We all know this. He can't play in a four. You're bloody useless in a floor. You might as well play me in a four. And you alongside. I think you'd, do, I think you'd have a good job. I think you'd do all right. And I was bloody useless. So <laughs> you might as well play me because he's good when he's got time on the ball and spraying them long diagonal balls. But when he's the last line of defence, no. Just no, don't do it. Mm. It's a horror show, Dave. It's going to be interesting to see how all that pans out in the next few months anyway. Uh, Josh, um, performance rating, man of the match and highlight of the day. And so your going, prediction for Man United. Going off what the others have said, I feel like seven and a half, eight. I'm going to go with seven. Um, I did think first half control, but it wasn't a clean win. But we do need these dirty wins here and here and then to give us Beckham walk back into the change room and go, we won there. Didn't play too well, but we've got the three points. Same as we did a couple of weeks back. Um, moment of the day. And I can't split the two. The first one was, I personally thought at this point, he thought he was coming off. Neto. He moved from the centre circle to the far side of the pitch. And then thought he's coming off. We didn't make the change. He runs down to their right back. Runs to the two centre halves. Runs to the to Dino at left back when he come on. Dino didn't know what to do. He panicked straight away. Oof the ball. Neto won it. Neto kicked the ball off him and it went out for a throw in. And his reaction, it, it's what you want to see. And then that, that that's up there for me. I've got to go with a double with Dawson. Ran through their strikers. Ran through the midfield. Ran through the defence. He's on goal to go for an assist. And he goes, now you know what? Corner. Holds the ball up and gets the throw from it. Those those two points have got to be a building block for the whole squad. Fight for every ball you're after. Well said. Well and said. And then man of the match for me. Uh Tauti. Gomez. I think he had a good game yesterday. And he got the goal as well. Yeah. Okay. Sutty. Um I'm just gonna echo what Josh has just said there, really. Um Dawson, I think what set the tone for me, Dave, was um, Costa getting older Mings and saying you've got no chance today. We talked about this, didn't we? Got the crowd really going. Yeah, you've got no chance today. I'll pump this this 32,000 up here, but I've done a lot more than you have in world football, so you're not going to ever intimidate me, so don't even try. So he sort of ragged him round a little bit like a rag doll, didn't he? And then um, Ming sort of crapped his pants and offered a hand of... Apology almost. So that was the that set the tone really. And then uh, Neto fist pumping the crowd and Dawson getting a corner right at the death. But I want to put a, a quick shout out to uh, Stuart Atwell for three minutes of uh, injury time. Superb. Thanks very much, chap, because it was about eight there, <laughs> I reckon. That's the first uh, game this season of ref. The amount of fouls we give away that should have been a foul and weren't given. It was the one Nunes rips Louise on the floor. No foul. You're like, how's that happened? Yeah. Atwell, Atwell was like, shocking yesterday. Yeah. It's almost like we've done our best to try and relegate Wolves, but they're up now, so we might as well give them a bit yeah. of slack. That, that's kind of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we've tried our best, but it ain't worked out. The yeah. amount of Villa fans Man, on Twitter saying that Atwell had a poor game, I completely agree with them. The amount of fouls we yeah. put in that should have been fouls and weren't was unbelievable. Well, not only that, when offsides, like 
the ball was taken oh, in the yes. other half and things like that. It was terrible. But me, um, me man of the match, I'm going to give it to Dawson. I like Dawson. He's not the quickest. He's a proper centre-half. He'll kick the living daylights out of you. He'll put his body on the line. He's nothing flash, but he's what you want as a centre-half. He don't care who he plays against Dave, does he? He's going to kick you in the air. Any chance, yeah. he's going to leave a little bit on you and a bit more. So he's my man of the match. So, um, and then, did you want a score prediction for Man United? Yeah, I've got a score bit. prediction. Yeah. If we apply ourselves, Dave, because we, we're due an away performance, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've had one since Southampton, have we? Really? No. Um, so if we apply ourselves, I think we could really. Um, I, I think we get a point at least if we apply ourselves. If the team that turned up against Brighton turns up, well, it's going to be horrible. But if we carry on from this, which I hope we do, I think we can get a point at least, Dave. Okay, a point. And Josh? My, my, heady, my, my heart is saying, like Sooty says, a point. If we apply ourselves like we've done at home, um, especially with the two stats I've read today, if we can apply that to United game, we should get a point. Um. But my my head after the fact they've lost tonight. Um, I want to say a point, but I can say I, one. My head is saying one nil then. Um, but I'd, I'd love I'd love a one one draw, personally. Okay, well, the, the, because they've lost tonight, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them as well next week. So that could play into our favour if we can yeah. frustrate them to start with. I don't think we need to go gung ho like we did against Brighton at the start of the game and leave ourselves open. Um, but I'm hoping that the players, and I don't think Lopetegui is going to be letting them off the leash and going, do you know what? He's going to want to finish the season as strong as possible because you saw the momentum that we had going into the end of last season and how it carried on into this season. And you've seen the momentum that Newcastle had. And let's face it, Newcastle were in almost identical position to Wolves last this year and how they finished last this season and how they've kicked on, um, how they finished last season and then how they've continued to kick on this season. If we can emulate, you know, a little bit of what Newcastle have done last season under Lopetegui, who's a quality manager and the board, you know, have got to back whatever he needs along with the recruitment team. I'm sure they've got targets and plans and there's things afoot already that, they, that you know, they've, they've They've got this on. But, like, he needs to be rewarded. He's done his job that they've brought him in for. He said to them, I'll come and get you safe. If you listen and back what I need, I'll get you safe. And when I get you safe, back me again, and I'll get you European football the year after. And we'll try and win a trophy or we'll go far in a cup. And if they do back him, and let's face it, I think they've learned a lesson from the Nuno era when they dropped the ball and they took their eye off the prize and they thought, yeah, yeah, we're all good now. We're established. You ain't established in the Premier League if you don't continue to move forward. Look at Everton. Look at Southampton. They had an array of talent and they've sold and sold and sold. They're sold and they're going to get relegated. You know, Wolves have got out of it because we got Julian Lopetegui. We, I think we dodged a bullet with the other guy. Uh, who's now at Rangers. Um, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know, 
it, you know, he didn't want to come, and then Lopetegui's come in. I worry where we'd be if we'd have got Beal. Actually, I don't think we'd be in this. We'd, yeah. we'd be safe. Lopetegui is like a Nuno. He commands respect, and if you don't give it and you don't pull your weight, you ain't going to be lasting very long. So the board back him in the summer. We have a good transfer window. There's going to be comings and goings. It's going to be a massive summer, and then we'll. I think, like you, Sutty, we could get in the old passport out the week, the year, the year after. That's how I feel. Fingers crossed. And I Hopefully. think we might beat United next week. Well, I just, I just, I just think we might. Uh, ain't Matinho do a goal? You always score. You always Mate. Can't stop Matinho. No, no, I'm not talking about starting him, but I can see him coming on and scoring. He likes to score against United, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, yeah. He does, He's yeah. done it That's before. Right. But I think I, I, whether Lopetegui's been listening to you and watching the podcast, because since you've been highlighting it, he's been bringing Matinho on to control the game at the end and of the match. And Adama. And Adama. He said it for the last four or five weeks. I think if it doesn't work out for for J Lo, then we should seriously um, think Get about him. putting in an application. So to... I'll be I'll be running around mauling you with his flag on my back, mate. <laughs> Fantastic, guys! Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you didn't catch uh, the secret word, it was chicken, Not and the relevance one. was to the coronation coronation chicken. So, um, if you didn't catch it, the secret word this week was chicken. Uh, we'll be back after Man United. Obviously, uh, the match vlog, as a few of you said, where's your match vlog, Dave? I'm shattered. You know, I didn't get it until 7 o'clock after coming back from Morocco on Friday. And then it's been busy, busy. And it's bank holiday. So, the, the, the Villa match vlog will be out about 4 o'clock tomorrow. So, you can sit back and relive it. And it's, it's about 10 minutes long and it's a, it's a cracker. Um, so guys, thank you so much. And you guys in the chat, we've had over 200 watching live the whole time through. Um, uh, if you're brand new and you, you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button um, and hit the bell, you'll get notified for all the stuff. If you enjoyed this tonight, take a second to smash the like on the video. And if you're listening to it back on podcast, it'll be out on Monday morning, as always. From myself, um, Josh, Putty, and the rest of the team. God bless you all and um, always wolves. Night, people. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.